Hi everybody, I'm Sal, and you're listening to the Elseworlds Exchange, brought to you by Comic Pop. Go to comicpop.net for all your YouTube comic book needs. This episode in particular is brought to you by TeePublic. Go to tpublic.com slash store slash comic pop and find yourself an amazing t-shirt with a really, really great design on it. Some of those designs are made in-house by us here at Comic Pop, including our Comic Pop logo t-shirt, an Ultron t-shirt, and a Head Crabs from Half-Life t-shirt. They're really, really fun designs. You should check them out. They also don't have tags, the... Sizes are printed on the back of the shirt, so you don't have to worry about that uncomfortable tag stuff. They're really comfortable shirts. I would not shill for these guys if I didn't already have a mess of their shirts that I purchased myself. I like them a lot. Check them out. Go to tpublic.com slash door slash comic pop and find one for yourself. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. Hey everybody, welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal, and with me is uh, Jason Inman from Jowin and uh, DC All Access. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel and check it out. It's in the description box below this video. Click it. Oh, Go there. Because it's a great channel. It's got a lot of great stuff. Uh, geek history. Love it. Uh, Thank you, man. Oh, of course. Thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. I um, always love coming on anything called Elseworlds. Right? Yeah. When <laughs> when uh, when Joel and I were, were, were workshopping the name... Mm -hmm. and we were coming up with all these different things with comic in them, which actually is, is reminiscent of when we changed our name from TV Little House to Comic Pop, and we had, like, mm -hmm. all these names, and we had to research, like, we had to cross-reference them with other comic-related businesses. It's tough, right? It was tough. tough. I've done the same thing, like, where there's been a couple of little shows on my channel where I've been, like... What what do I call this? And you 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 come up with like a great name, yep. And then you see that somebody has it, and you're just like, oh damn it! The worst is when you come up with a great name and you find out somebody has it and they haven't used it for like a year or two, and you're like, it's yes. just sitting there. Yes, yes. There is a channel called Geek Wars. Oh, that's uh, a good name. Yeah, and and they haven't updated a video in like two years, and damn but it. they their whole channel is called Geek Wars, yep. and uh, I really want to use that name. Yeah, <laughs> I want that. <laughs> Let me tell you, sometimes you, you you play the waiting game, you might catch it, but uh, mm -hmm. oh man, whenever we were when we were pitching it, my uh, my co-host Ethan was was really into one name. He's like, "This is a great name," and I, and we just Tiffany uh, nixed it right out of the gate. It was called Comic Assault, and I'm Comic like, "Comic Assault, Comic Assault." Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good nixing. Yeah, yeah I was like, so. I, don't, I think we want to avoid any words with like violent adjectives. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, anyway. Yeah, uh, today we're going to be talking about Spawn. Uh, more specifically, it's from the most recent news that seems to crop up for at least the last decade in which Todd McFarlane is announcing <laughs> yeah. that there's going to be a Spawn sequel. And it's gotten to the point where I could pretty much say, like, is it's going to be dark, uh, it's going to be R-rated, he'll write-direct it if he has to, and uh, Spawn won't be a main character. Yes, like, exactly. Spawn won't be a main character has been the repeat plotline of this movie for, yeah, a decade. Which I've never liked. Like, every time... He he says it. I think. I think. You know, you've been threatening this for ten years, man, or more. Twenty years, actually, since since the first one came out, and it bombed. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of surprising because it had a really kind of modest budget, as I recall. It. I don't think it cost more than a hundred million. I think it was like sixty million. Well, you know what? I'm gonna look up the figures while you ban. Yeah. Good idea. Um, well, when I was, I remember thinking about how uh, the movie didn't really look like it cost that much, and I know money didn't go into the marketing, because while I was aware, and while we might have been aware of a Spawn movie in 97... I saw it in theaters. I saw it in theaters! Opening day! It was... I saw it in theaters while on a church trip. Oh, that's awesome. 
<laughs> I we were down the shore and my mom it was raining and my mom was like we'll go to the movies and I'm like we gotta see Spawn you and it was your mom to go see Spawn I, I tricked my mom because she was just like well I, oh he, bless your mother man she was oh my yeah God. she is she has done a lot of, she's taken a lot of bullets for me um, and one of them was Spawn and it was the two of us in the theater it was opening well, the day. The figures of Box Office Mojo says that the production budget was forty million. Okay. And the domestic gross was fifty-four million. Okay. So it now worldwide it made eighty-seven. Mm. So it is just barely a hit. Yeah. But well, not but not a huge hit. It made double its money back. You could put that on the poster. <laughs> yeah. But then you imagine, you know, you like you look at uh, like a movie like Green Lantern, which may which costs Two hundred and thirty million dollars, yeah. and it made two hundred and fifty million dollars. And you're like, well, that's technically a profit. Like, yeah, but they spent fifty million on on in addition to that on marketing. So really, it's more like they lost thirty million dollars. Yeah, that's a crazy thing. Yeah. Um, no, no. How big of a Spawn fan are are you? Because back in the day, Spawn was one of my favorite comic books, mainly when I was a teenager. Right. Um, because the artwork was like nothing else. No, it's on true. Stands. And the coloring was like nothing else on the stands. And I think also when you're a teenager, you have a little bit of that, um, oh, I would say, uh, a love for the character that rebels against the establishment, which oh, is exactly yeah. what Spawn is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and what's great is Spawn was birthed from rebellion. You know, like Spawn yeah. was one of those image characters where they're like, all the artists who bailed off of Marvel uh, came together and they're like, everybody's got to create a character. And McFarlane's like, I got one. Have you ever heard the reason why he named it Spawn? Uh, no, I've never heard that one. Okay, so Todd McFarlane, whatever you think of him, I think he is a genius businessman. Yes. Um, when he named the character, because he didn't have a name, he had the design, he didn't name the character. He named it Spawn because he wanted the title to appear next to Spider-Man. <laughs> In the comic rack. Oh, my God. Because people knew him from Spider-Man, and, right. and he wanted them to just look one comic over. I think that's genius. That's brilliant. Uh, because Spawn, it, it wasn't a awkward name. It worked within the narrative of the character. Uh, Spawn also, and you know what's funny? I don't hear people, I never heard people back then say it very often, and I don't hear it very much, but, like, Spawn is literally just Spider-Man in a cape. As far um, as costuming goes, like sort of the, the big eye, the costume, uh, yeah, the big costume, yeah. I don't mean like character wise. That's oh yeah. Well, when, <laughs> like, whenever quite a bit different. Oh no, when people were talking, <laughs> I remember back in the '90s when they were like, "When is Spawn going to cross over with Spider-Man?" And I go, "There is no similarities between those two characters besides mm -hmm. the fact they have similar masks." Yeah. But uh, but I can imagine a Spider-Man fan either accidentally grabbing Spawn or deliberately grabbing spawn either way you're doubling your numbers based on putting it right next to them especially because if yeah it was right around the time when todd left and i guess bagley had taken over at that point because it was todd then larson and then i guess bagley yeah and uh yeah. so yeah i guess like it probably had a similar art style to uh, to what they were looking for and that's kind of cool know, it's weird because you know spawn is this thing that um I'm just going to say it right out. I'm going to I'm going to say the elephant that everybody is thinking. And if you haven't thought about this before, then I'm apologizing. <laughs> uh, but this is what most people think. Um, Spawn has a much better look than story. Yeah. And, and that's 100 percent. And I read Spawn. I watched the cartoon. I watched the movie. I bought the toys. I sunk into that battleship like crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, but, what's, well, good. Oh, no, sorry. Right. But I was going to say like. This new movie, nobody's going to it for the story. Oh, no. <laughs> but 
We're going to it because Spawn has such an amazing look. Like, that's the thing that Todd McFarlane did. Like, Spawn looks so good. Yes. He just looks amazing. And that's what we want to see on the big screen. Because whatever you think about that mo- that live-action movie, whenever they did the CGI cape and the really, really bad CGI cape they yeah. had... It looked awesome. Yes. Uh, yeah. In, in any incarnation, whether it's a rad toy, and those toys, by the way, like evolved in such a way where every time a new Spawn figure came out, it oh, was man. even cooler than the last one. Yeah, and it was weird because he would make all these weird other supporting characters, but I, I, for me anyway, the the action figure that I always wanted was the Spawn one. That's right. I always it, only yeah. wanted a big Spawn affordable statue that I could also play with. They I remember, just announced the, a, 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 an anniversary one that oh, they're going to release like this fall, and I'm actually going to buy it. That's sweet. I, I kind of want McFarlane to make some Spawn statues, because I've, I've gone past the point where I, I want toys, but I also don't have room for them, and at this point, the only time the, the only type of shelf real estate I have left is for statues. Like, really just uh, big, well-designed like statues. I yeah, literally... I use, I use action figures as cheap statues, as you can see right behind me oh yeah oh no it works for your set it's it's beautiful like i just bought i just bought i just bought this guy because like (laughs) i think he's a cool looking havoc and and i was like they made a havoc actually i've always looked like action figures as statues to me yes so have i as a kid well as a child as a kid well into the age when it was inappropriate i loved action figures for posability for play and uh even in college i remember i took like a garbage bag full of action figures and like set them up on my shelf where it's <laughs> at that point i was into mcfarlane and so it was like but the the movie maniac series yeah so oh, I, I created yeah. yeah and i created all these epic crossovers where it was like terminators versus psycho versus aliens and i wanted that that queen alien so bad and i still can't justify spending the i don't know i think it's 150 bucks okay but there, I was but, about to ask you how much it costs. I think it was 150, but I remember <laughs> when it first came out, it was 150, and I've seen it. I saw it at like the Fye at my in my town. It was oh, uh, Fyes. They're long gone. Yeah. Oh, there's still there, there's still are one still Fye. There's one Fye at one of the malls near my near my neck of the woods. See, Fyes are like treasure troves for action figures. I'll tell you this. Oh yeah. So we're uh, we have a we have a Saturday matinee which wound up just becoming an Fye by default, and uh, <laughs> and it has like all these action figures that are just left over from inventory. Well, I have a, let, let's throw this. Let's throw our, our conversation a little bit back to the to the topic at hand. Let yeah. me ask you a question, point blank. Do you think in the next ten years we will see a Spawn live action movie? <laughs> ten years? I don't think ten so. Years. Yeah, I really feel like it's been twenty. The 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 time. Yeah. I, I think that the Spawn expiration date is well past due. Oh like, yeah. Because like we were all down for seeing a Spawn movie in 1997. We all went. Despite the fact that it was objectively terrible. Oh, 100%. I, I hate to even, say that. Even President Jed Bartlett couldn't say that thing. No. And he was only in it because apparently his like son or grandson was like a huge Spawn fan. Yep. was like, you got an offer from yep. Spawn. You got to be in it. By the way, I bought the, <laughs> the, the Jason, Jason Wynn, Wynn action figure. <laughs> Martin Sheen action figure from Spawn the movie simply for the fact so that I would have a Martin Sheen action figure. That's awesome. So I was going to say, that way you'd have a Jason Wynn action figure. Because back then, oh. I was like, I don't know who Martin Sheen is. It was it was more for my West Wing love. but <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah. Was he in that, like, Teflon suit that he wears? Yes. He... And, and they had a little thing where you could take off this piece, mm-hmm. and, and you could play with his heart, because that's, like, a plot line of that movie. Yes! Yeah. It was terrible. What was it called? Uh, I, Scorched I don't even remember. It was some terrible name for... Yeah, but you could, you could take out this, like, this little 
computer on his chest and mm-hmm. you can see his heart and you were just like why are they giving this to kids yeah which is also great for the aftermarket when you're going to like either a garage sale or a toy con you can get your martin sheen figure with a hole in his chest because you know that <laughs> thing did not last uh but yeah i so what what year do you think okay so okay you said next 10 years that'll take us to 2026 yeah 2026 i think for the tw- yeah no <laughs> Oh, so I, n- not by 2026. I don't think so. I mean, I okay. I, I optimistically would like to see one mm-hmm. within a certain set of parameters, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it would it, Todd would have to be pretty would have Four? to yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I think that the the more successful he gets, the more likely there will be for a Spawn movie. Interesting. But I just don't feel like the time is ever going to be right. I think that you need yeah. a perfect storm for a Spawn reboot, and I think it the 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 further away you get, the more likely it'll be because then you'll at least have distanced yourself from the last one. Because interesting, I mean, people still make fun of Batman because there was a show in the '60s that made fun of yeah. Batman, and Spawn like lit- literally for for comic book fans, people have all measure of opinions about Spawn. He's a cool looking like tattoo. Uh, the story for, for, for my money, honestly, by the way, like I think that one of the reasons why Spawn works so well and why it was one of the few like image originals that like has, has stood the test of time is a combination of great art and a rather iconic slash like open ended origin. His origin okay. is so simple. There's no bullshit around it. He's not like an alien or a mutant or some kind of weird homeless person who lives in his own mind. He's just, he's a man who loved his wife who died. He did bad things, so he went to hell and made a deal with the devil to come back. And the devil tricked him. That's like, that's that's Faustian. That You can have that forever. Like, there's that's, mm-hmm. that's an origin that you can tell forever. To the point where, remember Curse of the Spawn? When they were like, yeah. oh, we're going to show spawns throughout history. And then after their future spawn, they were like, ah, forget it. We'll just take, tell side stories about Angela. I had the Curse of the Spawn action figure. Oh, that's awesome. That was a sweet-looking outfit, but yep. but only because it wasn't the Spawn outfit. And yeah. For me, the Spawn outfit's the way to go. You're, you're exactly right about the origin. Like, it is a very simple origin. The problem with Spawn always is, is that it's the same thing like... It's the same problem with Lost in Space and Star Trek Voyager. Any of these shows, they, they put the characters where they're, like, lost out in somewhere. Yeah. The whole storyline is about when are they getting back? Right, that's the underlying question. Yeah, yeah, and with Spawn, it's like, okay, when he's going to kill the devil or when (laughs) he's going to come back to life? And his whole story is pointed towards that one thing that he can never do or this series is over. Well, yeah, remember his power battery? Yeah, and they lit- they got rid of that real quick. Oh, 50, issue fifty. They're like, well, that's enough of that. Mm-hmm. That was around the time when I think Spawn lost its magic for me. Uh, no pun intended, but like Spawn uh, yeah, had it was this somewhere in the sixties for me that I really stopped reading. Oh yeah, uh, I-, I still bought it, but I really didn't, I didn't care, care about what was happening. The last actual issue of Spawn that I bought, well, okay, I'll, I'll... the last issue of Spawn that I bought when I was actively reading it was one hundred. Yes. Because when that storyline, the way they end that storyline there, I was like, oh, this is the end of the series. It's over. And they kept going. But I will say that I recently bought um, the Spawn Resurrection relaunch they just did like six months ago. Yeah. I bought that because I was like, well, I'm going to give this a shot. I like Paul Jenkins. Right. And I read it and I thought it was terrible. That's too bad. Well, I remember when they uh, when they retconned Spawn's origin to make it so that it wasn't even that he slaughtered people in the name of the government, and that's why he went to hell, it's because mm. 
he wasn't actually impotent. His wife was pregnant, and he killed his baby in her womb by punching her. And that's yeah. why he goes to hell. And I'm like, that well, that's that's really stupid. Yeah. Also, also, I remember, too, in the first, like, 100 issues of Spawn, it was, like, every 10 issues, we'd have Colleagstro, the, the hobo with the big beard. Yep. Like, he would come up to, to Al Simmons, and he'd be like, your past is not the way you remember oh it. Oh, my God. Well, that was... like, But wait a minute. You, you've changed it like seven times on me. Yeah. Oh, well, that was... The, the thing was, it was actually kind of interesting. Spawn was a great character for, for or gateway for me to understand how uh, comic book politics started to function. Oh, because, how so? Oh, well, uh, because uh, Spawn, uh, when Image was founded, you know, we, they had all these creators. They worked for one company, uh, but they all owned their characters, but they wanted to make a shared universe. So they made Chapel, one of Rob Liefeld's yep. creations, the murderer of Al Simmons, a.k.a. Spawn. Member so, of uh, Youngblood. Yeah, yes, yeah. member of Youngblood. Uh, and in fact, there's an amazing issue. I want to say it was number eight. No, it was like, I don't remember what number it was. I can't, I'm not even going to pretend. Because uh, I know it wasn't eight because eight was Let's the issue. I think eight was w- written by Dave Sim and that was that weird like uh, Cerberus crossover issue. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which was, which blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Uh, and has, and has never been uh, republished. That's right. Uh, it's not in the trades. If you, if you buy any of the spawn trades, that's yeah. the only spawn issue that's never been reprinted. That's right. That it, it's not there. It's not digital. You can't get it in the, uh, the, the comicsology collections or anything. I don't, is it because Dave Sim would have to be paid for it or is it? Well, it's, it's because I think Dave Sim like told him that he couldn't reprint it. I don't honestly <laughs> know the real reason. Um, mm-hmm. Because the Grant Morrison issue has been reprinted, the Frank Miller issue has been reprinted, the Alan Moore episode, the issue. Alan Moore issue has been reprinted. But like, I think it's Dave Sim being like, "No, you can't publish this unless it's me." Yeah, it's so weird. It's a weird issue too because it makes Spawn into McFarlane. And oh, anyway, my point being, yeah. uh, so there's a, there's a cool issue where Spawn crosses, where Spawn fights Youngblood and then steals Chapel and then burns his face. Uh, but anyway. After McFarlane and Rob Liefeld fell out of favor with each other and Liefeld yep. left the company or was ejected from the company. He was uh, ejected. Oh, yeah. Uh, the uh, the origin for Spawn had to change because every time that they referenced Chapel, they had to pay Rob, Rob Liefeld. And Which so, is the whole reason why it changed to Jessica Priest. And it, that's it, she was the one that killed Spawn, and that's why it changed for the movie, too. That's right. Well, they were. I think that they also had the movie down the pipeline and he's like i am not giving liefeld a cent mm-hmm. i have to change it really soon otherwise there's no way that i can avoid putting chapel in this movie it's it's the same thing that happened when marvel in the early 2000s renamed cable soldier x and and <sighs> no no uh yeah soldier x was cable and i can't remember what they renamed deadpool oh my god but, i do not remember they, that <laughs> but they so they renamed x-force into x-statics yes they renamed cable into soldier x and they renamed deadpool into something else <laughs> so that they didn't have to pay rob liefeld that's amazing yeah and all and, and, it, was, and it was a weird thing that as long as the titles were changed they didn't have to send a single check they wow. could cable was still in soldier x yeah but because the book wasn't called cable they didn't have to pay him right oh god Weird. Remember, remember that issue. Read your of, contracts, kids. Yeah, exactly. Remember that issue of Blood Wolf that Rob Liefeld did, in which Cable just literally is in the book. Oh no! <laughs> there's this. Don't ever look for it. But there's a character named Blood Wolf with a U, and he's oh, basically man. just like Lobo, but Rob Liefeldified, mm-hmm. and he he rides a space motorcycle that's actually a giant gun. And he's being chased by Cable, but he, the X on his on his uh, on his lapel or whatever is a Y. It's, pff, anyway, uh, the nineties. Uh, 
here's what I think, man. Like, I, I, I don't know if we'll ever see, yeah, a Spawn live action movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't think will happen. I just don't think that a studio is gonna pony up that money. No, for that character anymore because we're not a, because that Spawn movie came out at the height of Spawn's popularity. Like Spawn was insane at that time because the toys were going crazy, mm-hmm. the comics were selling well, and he had that HBO cartoon at the same time. That's right. No, it was. And then the movie came out all the same time. All the same time. Nineteen ninety seven. They called yep. it the year of Spawn because you, you that could. was. When it was all, all happening. I mean, I'd rather call it the year of Spawn than the year of Batman and Robin. So oh, yeah. Oh, no. And what's amazing is you had all these... You had Spawn inundating pop culture. It, yeah. was, it was being sold at, like, every toy store. You could get the Spawn mobile. Toy store. Yeah, Walmarts had Spawn toys. Yeah, exactly. My grandmother um, found them in her, like, Bradleys or whatever. I was like, yeah. you have Spawn toys? I want them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's... I love that your grandma's buying Spawn toys. I know. Awesome. Oh, um, I, I but, sent my I sent my middle my, my my seventy to eighty year old grandma in Brooklyn who was four foot seven to a Comic Con to mm-hmm. get me Spawn number one nine and I don't know ten or whatever, mm-hmm. and she got them for me. I'm like, thanks, grandma. I don't know how I I, I would love to have seen that experience. Like, watch my grandma go because it was in the nineties. Like, go to a church basement and then try to haggle with this like. Actual comic book retailer would be amazing. But By anyway, the way, I'm gonna call somebody out in your chat. Uh, yeah. John DeLorenzo is making up drama about saying that I diss the company that I work for. Oh. oh snap! I don't know what crap you're making up, John DeLorenzo, but have fun with that drama. Yeah, uh, we're moving back to Spawn. Exactly, moving uh, on. <laughs> but I always try to address that. Yes, yes. Uh, um, so, uh, so I don't think there's gonna be a Spawn live action movie, no. but. You know what I would love to see and I think would be an amazing, amazing thing? Because for me, and, and, and you can say yes or no whether you agree with me or not. Yeah. Um, I think the best Spawn has ever been was the HBO cartoon. Easily. Oh, well, because it's it's a distillation of everything that worked for Spawn yep. within a, uh, a a perfect time slot like it was and, and format. You could, you could do anything. So you don't have to spend a ridiculous sum of money to make Spawn accomplish all the things that he does. And... Uh, you didn't have to worry about selling individual issues, so you could tell a, com- a concise story within a very like mm. limited amount of of, uh, of episodes. Well, Tubia no, uh, Smolka he he suggested, what about a Netflix show? If it was an animated Netflix show, I think that would be a genius idea. Yes, uh, and Netflix would be a perfect a, a perfect place for it. But I think Spawn as an animated series would allow you to feel like the amazing McFarlane cape, the amazing Capullo like art styles, yeah. and that way we can bring back Keith David as the voice of Spawn. Yeah, because he never he never ages. He sounds exactly like he did twenty years nope. ago. And yeah, no, I'm he, I'm he even voiced that really cool video game that was on PS2 that was a Spawn. Did he Have really? You ever that Spawn video game? I never played it. I always saw ads for it and was like, why can't I have a PS2? <laughs> like, yeah, I no, I missed a, all of them. I did play the Genesis game though. Oh, I didn't I didn't know there was a Genesis game. It's real bad. <laughs> the PS2 game is not is 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 pretty fun yeah i got to a point of it where I, there was like a level that i couldn't beat mm-hmm. but there was a really cool um you know how Bat- batman the arkham games does this thing that when batman dies the villain like call them out yes um in the spawn game when you died malbolgia came up through the ground and pulled you to hell oh that's awesome yeah because you because you, it had the power meter and you ran out of power right did was yeah. that the one where you could rip the arms off your enemies and beat them with it Yes, and you could you had all kinds of like weapons, yeah. and stuff like that, and, and yeah, you could use stuff in the environment. Yeah, Spawn Armageddon. That's right. That's there exactly you go. what it's called. 
uh, uh, it was a pretty fun game. Did uh, did you have the Soul Caliber game in which you could download Spawn and play? No, but I always wanted to play it. I did too, and I never got it. I had the one oh. with uh, I had the one with Link. Yeah, so they went pretty crazy with that stuff because um, they they pulled in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, they had Yoda in one of them. Yeah, like the <laughs> Xbox version had Yoda and the PlayStation one had Vader, which was like, oh well, then I guess Xbox users could suck it because. I don't want to mm. play with Yoda. I want Vader to kill, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> whatever characters there were. Uh, Talon. You know, that's, that's, another, that's another venue that I think Spawn could come back into would be video games. Because there is an, um, there are two really awesome darkness video games. Yes. And, and Spawn could totally like. Just ape off could, that. <laughs> yeah, you could just ape that game system. Or imagine a Spawn video game that's in the style of Arkham Knight. Yeah. Oh, Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight is basically just a now it's a template by which yeah. all other video superhero video games need to just follow. Yeah, I know exactly. I've been saying for years that I would love, I would love to have an Arrow game. Oh yeah. On the on the Arkham Knight engine. You know, it's funny. Do you remember Supermax? That movie that never yeah, happened. Yeah, I read the script, dude. Yeah, like that is basically just Arkham Knight or Arkham yeah. Arkham Asylum, but with. Arrow, it's a perfect formula. It totally works. I, I'm one of the few that I say that I would have loved to have seen that movie. That would have been such a... That would have been a, a mindfuck in a way where you're like... If they'd kept it, kept the lid on who it was and everything and just released Supermax mm -hmm. and just been like, you're watching, you're enjoying it, and then all of a sudden it's Green Arrow and you're like, what? Green Arrow's in the opening scene. Hell? Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, somebody else said like... Uh, Tevia said, do Spawn with an Infinite-style game. That would work. Yeah. Especially if you had the meter like going towards good or evil. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And then... Oh, wait. Here you go. And then you can make it even <laughs> crazier because uh, if he goes uh, off uh, pretty far into the good guy side, mm -hmm. he can get the angel yes. one. Yes. Just like a cover. <sighs> man... That was a real disappointment in the in the comics when they like were t were they were hinting towards the idea that maybe Spawn is going to change and become like yeah. an and then they were just like no, it was just the cover. It was just the cover. <laughs> it, and it, what what uh when I when I was talking about how like Spawn kind of I like introed me to the idea of like what comic politics were all about. You know, like you learned about the infighting between Rob Liefeld and Todd McFarlane. You also saw McFarlane the businessman and why he had such a problem with other creators like uh, John Byrne or other folks like that oh, where, yeah. he, where he was just like um, he would do things like put Spawn and Angel Wings on the cover so that he could justify making an action figure out of it. The cover yeah. was, just a, was just a marketing tool for his toy company. Well, appar well, apparently, so I was doing some research because again, like I said earlier, like you cannot have a, any kind of Spawn conversation without like the massive talking about the McFarlane toys yes. that they made uh, I'm looking at this website on Spawn World right now. They've made, oh, good Lord, at least 40 series oh, of yeah. Spawn action figures. And apparently, I was reading uh, on on uh, Wikipedia, this trustful source, oh, yes. that <laughs> apparently he was working with Mattel to produce action figures, and apparently he didn't like any of the prototypes they gave him. I believe it. So he made his own company, and it was originally, and here's the funny thing, I remember seeing Series 1 of Spawn action figures in a Walmart, mm -hmm. and I bought the Spawn action figure, because it came with a comic book in the back, Yes, the, the original, and 
It was on. It says Todd's Toys. It's Todd Toys. They had a they had a special logo. It was blue with the T. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I remember I remember TV commercials for Todd Toys. Oh, you yeah, had you saw TV commercials? They I were, didn't know they did that. Oh yeah, you YouTube them and they're I'm sure they're there. Right, but I, Todd Toys. They were like Todd Toys, and you're like what? And then apparently Mattel was making a Todd Ken action like uh so like they wanted like a carrot you know Kim or oh my like God, Bar- I found it. Excellent. Oh uh, my God, I found this thing. <laughs> You know, like uh, how Barbie had like a little friend. These kids, these kids are like Spawn. Spawn. <laughs> that, even as a kid, I was like, "There's no kid out there that's this excited for Spawn." Like nobody is like, "Wow, they finally have medieval Spawn." Yeah. Which, by the way, it. like, I I remember one of them. Uh, um, I can remember a friend of mine. Yeah, he got his mom to buy him because they made the giant Malbolgia. Yeah. And it was like three times. It was huge, it, man. And I yeah. could, and I remember being so jealous of that action figure. I wanted it so bad. I. I saw it loose for sale at a comic book store about a month ago, and I almost bought it. I almost bought it just because it was because it was ten bucks, and I'm like, oh, no, it was twenty, and it was in box, and I was like, I I don't have any room for a giant Malbolgia in my life anymore. Yeah, that that time has passed. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I guess you're right. It it was so cool. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like one of those action figures. Like, uh, I I recently saw uh, D Space Nine action marbles. Okay. <laughs> and I bought them because I thought they were so silly. Yeah. <laughs> like, see, certain toys, like Malboja Man, like, do it. Yeah. Just do it so you can sit it in the corner of your office and people will be like, what the hell is that? Oh, that's the devil from the eighth circle of hell. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's many different levels and they each have their own devil. He's the one also, in charge of spawns. I also remember, too, when they started doing, um, with spawn, they started doing, like, they would do, like, these actually, like, super articulated uh, um, super cool looking action figures. And that's the reason why I went crazy about them because at the time in the 90s, they were the best looking action figures on the shelf. Oh, like, yeah. By far. And they were actually articulated. You could move around. But then they made a switch. Yes. And they started becoming, like you said, basically statues mm-hmm. where they were just recreating artwork from the comic book. Yeah. And they're no longer action figures, even though they called them action figures. Yes. Uh, they, they were basically just... 3D dioramas and yeah. uh, and and cheap affordable statues. They were mm-hmm. still they're basically like the the hot toys or uh, or Co- or Kotobukiya of action figures, but you could get them at a Walmart or Toys yeah. R Us. Hundred percent. Because I remember I had one, uh, and I don't even know what happened to this guy, but it was like the spawn of the cover where he's on the ceiling and he's all like bent over. So spawn is hunched over and mm-hmm. his cape covers him, but he's just like hunched over like this. Yeah. And you're just like, that's all that figure can move. There's no moving piece on oh, no. this action figure. I had one, uh, I had the one where he's in the chair. The chair made of corpses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just sitting there and his hand is out and he has a skull in it. And it's literally just a, a cover recreation. But yeah. it was so cool, I didn't give a shit. I, I bought it. I had it on my, in college, I had it on my shelf. And people would look at it and go, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <people laughs> they were like, how melodramatic. Like, what the hell? And I'm like, oh, well, he's a torture they made man. A, they made a Wanda one as well. Did they make a Wanda figure? Where it was like Wanda in her wedding dress. Oh. And you're just like, oh, why? Who needs this? Yeah, who would ask for this? In a world where there's a drought of, of female action figures, we need to get Wanda in the wedding dress. Wanda in a wedding dress. Let me throw this question out to you. Okay, yeah. so we talked about Spawn. We talked about Spawn toys and stuff like that. Right? Is there an original image? So, like, one of the original image books that you think could work as a movie. Mm. I mean, like, here's the thing. We're in a world where 
you know, I think you could make almost anything into a movie at this point. Agreed. I really do, like, even with Spawn, I think there is a world where we could have a really solid Spawn movie. I think that you could have a really kick-ass Savage Dragon movie. You could. You could. Although, again, I go back to the thing where I'm like, Man, I think Savage Dragon would make an amazing adult swim show. Oh my god. That's like yeah. that's like why haven't they even done that yet? Yeah. That, that's like There was a Savage Dragon cartoon. There was. It was on, on USA, USA and it, it was, was terrible. It was real bad. It was it didn't even have the benefit <laughs> of a killer theme song like Wildcats did. Oh man, I love that Wild that I love that Wildcats show. Yeah. My, Tiffany watched it when when she had no context for superheroes her shows were literally x-men and wildcats uh, i was like wow. wildcat I, I remember watching the theme and just going like oh no yeah, the theme song they just keep repeating wildcats wildcats wildcats, wildcats. They, the, the, the lyrics are just like they have invincible powers i'm like that they're not invincible there's no yeah, drama there if they <laughs> uh, i had all those action figures too man i, I love mcfarlane all. made them like or rather Did he they, made no no it was playmates playmates made the wildcats they're figures. really crappy and they don't have elbows yeah but <laughs> mcfarlane made all kind. he made like some of his friends action figures like i remember there were a couple of uh young blood figures that he made he did do or a wet Youngblood works series yeah um i had the mcfarlane uh the max oh i, I have my max oh it's gone yeah, I don't know where it's. I don't know where mine is either. There's some action figures that I used to have that I, I I've like lost in the several moves that I've done in my yeah, life. Yeah, I I always love my. I have my Max. I had him up here for a while, and then I was at a garage sale about a year ago, and there was a Max in box. I'm like purchased. That was one You're I didn't done. even think twice about because I lost the headdress. So I'm like done. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, man, the Max. That's a thing. That's a show that I've been avoiding for a lo- for a long time because I don't think there's an audience for the Max anymore. No. I think that's proven by the new IDW Maximized series, which is just uh, Sam Keith's The Max, but recolored. Yeah, it's 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 very much a thing of its time. Yeah. It Although, really is. like we said, that show perfectly distilled The Max. Number one, yeah. perfectly recreated the, the, the comics, the first, like, at least 12 issues of the book. Mm-hmm. Made it really, really cool, and th- the serial fashion of the book really lent itself to to a like fifteen minute long show on MTV. Mm-hmm. And when you watch it, it's like the the voice acting is on point. The animation is fucking really, really great. The music kills. It's just, if nothing else, the Max created the Max cartoon show, which is just a perfect version of, the, of that character. But even mm-hmm. then, like you could do a, a Max movie if it was like direct to Netflix and it was directed by like David Fincher or something like that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, because, like, like, imagine, okay, because uh, with the Max, you got like the the Outback, where it's just this war torn uh, Fury Road meets Doctor Seuss world. Mm-hmm. That that lends itself to any number of crazy images and just really really sweet direction that you could you could take it. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's and of course like I mean like it reminds me of uh, do you remember the Cell? With Jennifer Lopez? Yeah, I do, I do, yeah. It reminds me of The Cell in as much as you are you have one level of existence and then you transcend it into, like, this wacky, off-the-wall, high-art version of reality, and it's like, this is cool. Like, I, I always attributed The Max to, like, a comic book juvenile version of The Cell, which is still not a great movie, but, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, the visuals are on point. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, you, we were talking about that. I'm trying to think of, like, some other of the the, the original image yeah. comics that would work. Shadowhawk if, would work. Yeah, Shadowhawk could work if you updated his costume. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just basically Silver Batman with Wolverine mask. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, I just think, like, you'd really have to update his costume because I think it would it would, it would would be a little weird. Um, he, he would look- I think Wildcats, something... I think you could... 
I think you could do a really interesting uh, version of Wildcats on TV if you did the Wildcats 3.0. Oh, yeah. You know, which is a great series. Um, Cyber Force, I don't know if that would Cyber work. Force didn't even work as a relaunched comic book series. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if you can make Cyber Force work nowadays. I think it's too much of its time. Yeah. Especially for a movie anyway. I don't know if Cyber Force can work as a movie. No. No, I don't uh, think so. I think you'd have a hard time getting anyone to show up. Wetworks would be the same way, I think. Wetworks is, is a tough sell as a movie. Yeah. It's interesting. But yeah, Savage Dragon I think would be an amazing like adult <laughs> film cartoon. That's a that's that's a that's a million dollar idea. Yeah. It's like something like make it in the like style of Axe Cop and yep. done. Yep. That's it. And you, know. you could either make it like the the, the, the fifteen minute long show or a thirty minute series like uh, Rick and Morty or, or or Venture Brothers. Yeah, do it both ways. Why not? Yeah. You know? God, uh, man. Yeah, that's a solid idea. Um, crap. Other other image characters that would work in or or not work. Uh, just in general. I mean, look okay. at like the Wildstorm audience. Like Team Seven works because it's basically just like any mercenary team. It's basically just Suicide Squad. <laughs> Yeah, you could make Team Seven. Yeah, I could just make. Could, you could just make it Suicide Squad. I mean, they they kind of tried to do that in the New Fifty Two. Yes, and it, with that Team Seven series. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I actually was really excited about that series when it was first announced because mm-hmm. I was like, perfect, great, because I love the Wildstorm characters. But yeah, they didn't really execute it that well. No, that's the problem. Is that like yeah. it's it's just it's a it's a great idea, and you need to have someone who really really wants to like legitimize Team Seven or or the yeah. Wildstorm brand. Yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, Gen 13 would be a show. Gen 13, I think, could really work. I think Gen 13 is prime to come back. It's it's like every t- it, literally every couple of years, there's an opportunity for mm-hmm. Gen 13 to come back on the scene and work, and it mm-hmm. just it's, it, it never it never makes it because every time I've yeah. seen it try and come back, ever since DC acquired Wildstorm, like there's the execution has been like meh. For, well, for, for the Gen 13 characters. Because it's like, they don't treat them like a team. They're like, okay, we'll introduce Fairchild, and then we'll do the other characters over time. And it's like, no, 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 no. The, the plot of enhanced super beings who are the byproduct of enhanced super beings that are, like, captured by the government and forced to manifest their powers, like, that's a cool concept. I think it still works. It's just that... The way it was executed back in the day was all about the cheesecake and the opportunity to show really yeah. neat guns and cool, like stormtrooper costumes. But like, you could you could take that premise you, of you teens. could make a Gen thirteen like Netflix show and really make it work. Yeah, because their powers are also like a guy's on fire, one's mm-hmm. strong, and another person can like make rain. Like you're yeah. fine. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, they're they're pretty totally, cheap. Totally make it work. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if Shield can make Absorbing Man work, you can make Grunge work anytime. Yeah, that's hundred percent right. Um, you know, another series that I think could really work if they just republish is Divine Right. Oh, I don't remember Divine Right. Divine Right was like this uh, Wildstorm series that they made like right before they sold it to DC, and it was about this guy that finds out he has powers. Jim Lee drew it. Oh. Uh, but it's it, it would be prime for a movie. Yeah. Because all it's all about an everyman basically getting powers. Okay, I'm sold. So. Like that's a cool premise. Yeah. And Jim Lee drew Jim Lee art. <laughs> yeah, Jim Lee drew the series. Yeah, that's worth that's worth the price of admission alone. Yeah, but it was like right before it was literally like the month before they sold it to. to uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And they it probably finished. Had to, yeah. it finished. They just they just republished it actually. Oh, DC cool. just republished it. Yeah, nice. Um, I'm trying to think of some other image stuff, but yeah, most of the other image stuff like nowadays, especially image, seems to be the company that like comic artists or comic writers go to to pitch the thing that they want to be a movie yes uh, i've heard you know? that criticism a lot uh yeah. sometimes 
they work as comics and sometimes they don't. It's definitely just like we're they are trying to like just do their their cowboys and aliens pitch where they're just like okay. Yeah, they well, try to do their Mark Miller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, their yeah. Mark Miller. Um, now, Witchblade. Yes. Technically, Top Cow and had a movie and a show and a cartoon. Did it have a movie? I thought it had like a TV movie. Oh, okay, okay. I knew it had the show. It had like two seasons of the show. Yeah, and there was an anime and I think an animated movie. Yeah. I don't know. I think that could work. I don't know if you could do the one that Turner wanted to see, where it's just naked chick with Well, scabs. you know, the crazy thing about it is that I think Witchblade is prime for a comeback. Mm. Because Witchblade is, I would say, probably the strongest female image character. Yeah, I'd say like, that. Like, who else is there? If you were thinking about a strong female character from Image... Well, who the, is it that sold their own book? I mean, like which played yeah, titular that character? Sold their own book. Yeah, exactly. but like besides Lazarus, what else you got? I mean, there were. You know, it's funny. Uh, this is actually an argument that I've had for 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 Marvel because every time they talk about like fe- strong female characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you're like, why? Like, why aren't there any? Like, why haven't they really pushed it? It's because most of them are X Men. Yeah. You yeah, know, like exactly. Storm, Rogue, Jean Grey, uh, Emma Frost. Like, you got a lot. You got, like, a whole team of really strong female characters. I think Wildcats has some pretty strong female characters. You got Voodoo. You got Zealot. Void. You got Zealot. All yeah, of them yeah. are really interesting, strong female characters. Just they're, they're just relegated to a team. And they couldn't probably sell their own book. Maybe Zealot. Yeah, Zealot could probably do it. Did, uh, it's, it's kind of the same thing. You have the same problem when you go to the Authority. Yes. The engineer is really strong, yeah. and then um, Jenny Sparks is really strong, and right. But they're they're but they're they work because they're part of that team. Yeah. What um did they ever did, have they made Zealot into an Amazon yet? Like, um, have, have they said she's from Themyscira yet? <laughs> she the last time I remember seeing her in DC, she was in Deathstroke. Because okay. when Rob Liefeld wrote and drew Hawkman and Deathstroke at the same time. Yeah. He like just doubled down on all the Wildstorm characters. Okay. He made uh Zealot show up in Deathstroke. That's the last time I remember seeing her in the D- She might have shown up sooner. Mm. If I'm wrong, please correct me in the chat. Oh right. So I don't know. Hmm. But uh no I miss them. I miss the Wildcats. Yeah. I really do. And <sighs> I kinda hope they come back. I mean like they're anytime. Anytime. And just do Jim Lee could just do the covers. Sure. <laughs> Uh, sure. You know what would be a great movie that would work from Image? Sure. Pit. Oh, really? Yeah. Like Evil Hulk? A Boy and His Monster. I think that's <laughs> awesome. That's a that's a movie. Or, or at least a series. But like sure. I think I think that Pit works. With little Timmy. <laughs> mm. But uh but yeah. I mean you could you could uh you know, you could you could do it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Yeah. I I don't know. Um it's funny, I was actually just looking up a few image characters just from the Pantheon. Oh, oh interesting. Just, okay, just to I'll remind myself who exists, I'm like, oh, right, Pitt! Because Pitt, Pitt was a really neat idea, and I remember everybody wanted to see Pitt versus Hulk, and I'm like, no, I, that's not what he's doing. Um, oh, uh, somebody said, uh, so just some guy with a mustache is like, whatever happened to Wildcats Gambit with guns? Oh, you mean uh, Grifter? They still use Grifter. I love Grifter. <laughs> yeah. You they, watched it. Hell, Grifter was in Flashpoint. Grifter has been used the most. He was in Future's End. He was in Future's End. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, they definitely use him. Um, um, you know, it's interesting. I'm surprised that there hasn't been a Supreme movie yes. there. That's weird. With all the Superman stuff right? going on. 
I think yeah. I think they're probably just worried about like comparisons and uh and, and copyrights and stuff like that yeah i could yeah. see that I yeah you totally you, you release a character with a cape that can fly that's super strong <laughs> and has super <laughs> technically kind of in like sideways in the title i think people would be like sort of, I think, yeah i think warners would have an issue um you know here's an interesting character that i'm surprised hasn't gotten an animated series mm-hmm. is madman oh madman yeah. mike allred's madman that i'm surprised that wasn't a fox kids television show during right? the time of uh the tick and uh rusty the big uh rusty and uh the the, the boy robot and also the madman copy freakazoid oh my god freakazoid is literally just a ripoff of madman i mean i love freakazoid but I, yeah he's he's a ripoff of madman <laughs> i loved freakazoid too and it's it yeah it was funny being a comic fan and living in that world where i'm like i do like freakazoid but that is just totally a ripoff and then seeing mike allred be like i i'm trying to get money but it's not working yeah it, it's interesting too because like i remember back in the day especially in the day of like 90s uh, um 90s cartoons there were a lot of rip-off cartoons oh yeah nobody cared <laughs> no uh, yeah <laughs> well it was the wild west back then they were like well these comics yep. are a depreciating asset they got no legs um and yet they still managed to make some like pretty some pretty solid properties out of them i mean like just just thinking about the tick like the tick was a book that was practically self-published by edland for yeah. and, and came out like i think one issue every five years and yeah. got a three ser- a three season show out of it that everyone still loves and remembers and compares to next level incarnations of the tick to the point where like every ver- like the the live action ver- version with uh, what's his name Patrick Warburton yes I, I love that show I, I could not stand that show I love that show that's so I bizarre. like that show better than the Amazon one it's people oh the Amazon one is not even is basically <laughs> not even the tick um Hey, I have a question for you. Somebody, uh, Jake Stanley said in the comments, Sal will never do Futures End. Nope. Do you have like hate against Futures End? Uh, I really do. And okay. uh, some, uh, a really, really awesome member of our uh, audience sent me all three volumes of Futures End to cover mm-hmm. on back issues. And I, I don't know. I don't want to talk about Futures End. It's just well, like... Well, here's the thing. <laughs> if you ever do Futures End on back issues, mm-hmm. I want to be on it because... <laughs> I read that series. Yeah. And I think it gets way more flack than it deserves. Because there are some strong character arcs in it. Right. Now, I first to admit that a lot of it is just what the hell. Yeah. But but I've had a lot of people tell me that that's the worst comic book that that like DC has ever published. Oh, which it's not. To me is completely false. That's called Countdown. Oh man. Countdown is terrible. I do have Countdown. <laughs> well, Countdown is is fifty times worse than Future's End. Yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> um, so, but I, if you ever do Future's End, I, I I will I will do it. All right, I'll, I'll hang do, on to it. And I'll, I'll do Countdown with you too. I, I mean, yeah, care. I got I got both of them. I've, I I I fear doing Countdown. I fear that no one will watch that one. They'll be like, that's, God, yeah, that's probably very. You're probably right on the money. Actually, but uh, <laughs> no, Future's End, I I read the I read the zero issue, and then I read a couple of the number ones, like those those holographic number ones they released. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care about anything that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the the interesting thing about it's interesting because especially like with the weekly series and stuff like that, you know how like you have like you're following like five characters. Um, well, like fifty two, nailed it. Well, fifty two, you liked every single character. Well, yeah. And, and and that's and that's something that's tough because 
that's a tough thing to do. And Countdown, like, there wasn't a single character you liked in that book. No. And with Future's End, the reason why I think it's a lot better than Countdown is because there are a couple storylines in there that are better than the others. It's mm. just that the others really drag the story down. Uh, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. I, all right, well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I'm more likely to do it now than ever before, so. <laughs> You're welcome, audience, I guess. Oh, yeah, man. and also Amazing Zero just said, uh, Future's End doesn't touch Cry for Justice. Yes, he's exactly right. Cry for Cry Justice. Is way worse. I have Cry for Justice, and I've just, I've been thinking about doing it every couple of weeks, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. The art's amazing, but like, mm -hmm. Damn. You know, uh, uh, going back to the uh, the image thing, yeah. talking about image people that could be adapted. I'm, I've been going through this list. Science Dog for Saturday mornings. Yeah, that'd be a that's a Saturday morning. Oh, I do not I don't not remember Science Dog as clearly as I should. He's the um, he's the um, the comic book that uh, Mark Grayson reads oh. in Invincible. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then there's a storyline where like Science Dog actually actually talks. Talks to him. <laughs> yeah, it's like some alien. I'm forgetting. I think some alien species like says like, "Oh, we took a form that you would appreciate." Right. right it's science dog. And yes. he's like, "But I know science dog is fictional." Right. And they're like, "That's and they're, fine. And they're like, "Whoops." <laughs> <laughs> Invincible is a great, a great thing that I I'm think. I'm so is, sad that sh that is ending. I mean, like, I love when things have a conclusion, so I'm glad that at least it's gonna tie up. Because mm -hmm. Hickman, or not Hickman, uh, uh, God, Kirkman, Kirkman. Thank you. Yep. Uh, hard K and an M at the end, or mm -hmm. and a man at the end. Um, yep. But yeah, uh, Kirkman. Yeah, I'm one of like the few people on the planet doesn't like Walking Dead. I hey, I am with you. I just can't get into it. Like I read the first I, volume, and I'm like, ugh. And every here's, here's what I'll say about Walking Dead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh no no uh, no, 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 no. I I read um, Walking Dead for the first fifty issues. Yeah, I read the first sixty issues, and I was like, yeah, okay. And yeah. I, and I and I like I like everything up until the prison basically, right? Like the prison to me kind of ends their storyline. Yeah, and they kept going. And when I and I kept re I read all the way to like issue hundred anyway, mm -hmm. just to kind of see what was going on. Yeah. And for me, The Walking Dead just keeps repeating its arcs. It's like, hey, we found a place of safety. No, it's not safe. Yes. Hey, we found a place of safety. No, it's not safe. Right. Hey, we found, and you're just like, God damn it. Well, I don't care anymore. And each time we found a new horrible human being that's going to wreck everything. Yeah. And we're The Walking Dead. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you thought the governor was bad? Well, here's some cannibals. Exactly. Oh, you thought the cannibal was bad? Well, here's <laughs> Negan with a... Bad... Uh, Bar thing. barbed wire bat yeah you know? it, it, no i i remember uh when kirkman announced it he was like the thing about it is since i'm back then when he like i'm in charge of image i got i got total editorial control i'm never yep. gonna end it and i don't have a planned ending and anyone can die i was like that's not a, that's not a story you're doing yeah. a gimmick that uh, like you can choose to do like that i don't why there's no hook for me yeah. like you're just basically saying that you're writing for fun and that's nice that's called a webcomic. That's not a book that I'm going to buy that's going to be put together. Yeah. Um, it's, it's weird. It's weird because, you know, to be honest with you, I would have loved to have seen Invincible. I, I kind of want to see Invincible the way that he originally described it, where he was going to be like, um, where he talked about how he was just going to leave the book and give it to other teams. Yeah. 
and, and kind of let that happen. I was excited because he said in one interview that he said that the team that he got agreed to take over the book after he was gone, he said, would have blown our minds. And I'm just like, did he convince like Alan Moore to come back and write Invincible? Like, right? Who did he get? I bet like, he who did. Who did he get? You probably did get Alan Moore. You could, I mean, like, if Todd anyone. McFarlane <sighs> and Alan Moore do Invincible. Oh, my God. I mean, Boom. you know, like yeah. something like crazy like that. Like, I think that's what he would have gone somebody heavily imaged. Oh, I think. yeah. Or, or, or imagine if he got Mark Miller. Yeah. Mark Miller you know? would have done a nice. Well, I don't know. It depends on what mood Miller was in when he was writing it. Miller's Miller's Invincible would have either been like even more depressing and dark and like yeah. politically charged or it would have been iconic. <laughs> well, the thing about it is that what many people don't know, uh, I, I love Mark Miller a lot. Mm-hmm. I like. I like his his individual books hit their hit or miss for me. They're, I usually like it's every other one I like basically, because yeah. uh, I did not like Nemesis, but I love Chrononauts. Okay, uh, and I love Superior. Yes, Mark Miller got his start in comic books writing the Superman Adventures. Oh yeah, the animated tie-in to the Bruce Tim. Right, and you go back and read those issues, and you can tell this guy loves Superman. Mm-hmm. So I think if you were to give him Invincible and just be like, write it like the something of Superman, yeah. he would have gone, he would have gave us a run kind of like Alan Moore Supreme. Yeah, all right, that's true. You that would be pretty awesome. I didn't realize, but, like, yeah, I forgot that he loved Superman so much. I mean, like, it makes sense. Yeah, although the the thing is, is that I there are some, uh, there are some rumors going around about why Invincible actually ended. I'm oh. not going to say any of them on the air, but fair enough. <laughs> they're 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 floating around out there, and uh, they're they're apparently not what he's been saying online. Gotcha. All right. Uh, according to the rumors, mm-hmm. yes, uh, and this is all speculation. No, there are no there concrete. yeah there are some interesting rumors out there about why Invincible is actually ending, and it's yeah. interesting. Well, uh, before we tie it up with one more uh, discussion about Spawn, I'll toss out one other character that wasn't that was that was that didn't start out as an image character, mm-hmm. then was image and then left image and then became and then went back to their own self-publishing print, and that's Bone. Jeff Smith. I, I wonder if you're gonna say Bone. Bone needs to be a movie series, like like. Bone needs to be a cartoon. Well, like Bone's Bone self-contained. Bone yeah. should be either like an, an, an like a CG movie series or like a show of some kind, but just follow you know, the formula. It would make a fantastic three movie trilogy. Oh yeah, like it has three acts in it. You could yeah. do it as three movies. The interesting thing. Okay, here's the real question about that: Do you do it CGI or do you do it hand drawn? I would prefer <sighs> hand drawn. I mean, it would be more expensive to do it hand-drawn. Yeah. It would depend on who did it. Like, I'd want to blend. Either I'd want it to be CG. Something like the Peanuts movie? Yeah, something like the Peanuts movie. Okay. Or, do you remember that short? Uh, it was about paper. It was about the guy and the It was, like, black and white. Yeah, like, I think Pixar made that. Yeah, or I think Disney Pixar made did that. that. Yeah, it was Disney's, where it was, like, mm-hmm. it was like a blend of hand-drawn and CG, but about the, the piece of paper that the dude throws, and it's... Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. So something in that style? Something like that. Yeah, where kind of it, it, where you can approximate Jeff Smith's pencils, but make them real and vibrant. Yeah. By the, the way, some people in the comments are like, "Is Bone good?" And it's like, "Yes, it is. It's yes. one of the best comic book series of all time." Yeah, it's never not been good. There's lulls. Like for me, yeah. like you know, like you could skip Rockjaw. It's a, Rock it's a, Jaw, it's a long book because yeah. I have the big complete version. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, man. Like I, I was growing up when it was coming out and I loved it as, as black and white, but Scholastic's colors are really awesome. Oh, I, 
I've never read any of the Scholastic Color one. It's kind of like Scott Pilgrim. I've never read the colored Scott Pilgrim oh, because I'm, okay. I'm kind of like, well, it was published in black and white. It should be, right? Like It's, it it, it's meant to be black and white. Bone is only made better with, with color. Interesting. Yeah, but a bone, a bone movie would kill. It right? would be so good. But yeah, it would be a really... You could probably do it in two movies even. Yeah, you could probably could. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You'll probably only get two. You know, like if you're in a world yeah. where like they're not... With, with book adaptations like Series of Unfortunate Events or Spiderweb Chronicles or any yeah. other Aragon. It, you know. it also, it also like, I know we keep going back to the Netflix battle, but but Bone would be like an amazing like Netflix movie, like in the turn, like kind of like The Little Prince. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's, I, I'm worried that because your titular character is so, so is a cartoon you your budget will go away if it, it, like it needs to be animation or cg because you know he's he's fake like the main characters are not real so you need to you need to make them work before you can yeah. get anything else working mm-hmm. um but yeah man i've been, i mean and we've been we've heard rumblings of a bone movie for since you it know, came out it's it's one of those like Jeff Smith is very, he's very guarded about Bone. It's, yeah. it's the same as Bill Watterson with uh, Calvin and Hobbes. Right. And, and I admire, I'm a, my, I admire and I'm frustrated by it. Yes. Because I'm kind of like, man, I think this would be such an amazing movie. But I also understand the creator's point where they're like, no, it's a comic. And that's what it should exist as, excuse me, that's what it should exist as. Right. I agree. Uh, well, for me, I'm of two, with, with, with respect to comparing Watterson and Smith, I agree with Watterson that I never want to see like a movie of Calvin and Hobbes or a show no. or a calendar or like a, you know, anything except for my custom doll of Hobbes. But, uh, but Bone works. It, it doesn't, it's not like it plays with the format or it changes the genre or it, or it challenges how comics are read and built. It's just, it was the medium that Jeff Smith chose to tell his story and it yeah. allowed him to tell to shoot for the stars. We're in a world now where you could just make bone and kind of on the cheap and it would still look mm. great. You know, like if you went, if you made bone in 1996, there's no way, you know, it'd be like $600 yeah. million and you, and you would, and it would flop. You could make bone. You could, and it would still, and it would work. You could, you could, and you could do it with taste and dignity. And also you're in a world where like the creator would be the executive producer, you know, like, Smith yeah, would have total yeah, yeah. control over it anyway. It also, like, well, hell, let him direct the movie. Right. He he works in animation, too. Yeah, exactly. Dude knows how to, how to shoot a scene or how to, like, yeah. f- how to plot out. I mean, like, you you look at the comic, it's basically like storyboards. It also would be, I think Bone would really hit this, this itch that, for me, Kubo and the Two Strings hit. Have you seen that movie? I've not seen it, but I hear so many good things about it. One of the best movies of this year. Shit. By far. So good. And... It's one of those movies that you're like, okay, kids can enjoy this, but it's adult enough that I can enjoy it too. Nice. And that's what Bone would be as well. Yeah. That's that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Oh no, it would you'd have a whole like new our, renaissance. I like that our conversation about a hell spawn from hell turned into Bone. Turned into oh. a to turn into a family friendly cartoon movie that everybody would enjoy. Oh Bone. Um <laughs> At the end I of the want day. A bone. I need to get it. Yeah, I had one. I gave it to a friend and then they threw it away. You know I what I did with it? I mailed it to SourceFed Nerd. You did? Yeah, back when they first, when Sourcefit Nerd first launched, I <laughs> mailed them my bone, my phone bone doll, and uh, and it was in the background of the of the set of of the comment uh, commentary set until but not they there anymore. yeah until they changed it when uh. they it was actually it, it was when when they when they launched Sourcefit Nerd 
they had phone bone all over the place. Like he was on top of the arcade machine. He was in the cubbies and then eventually just went away. I assume that someone who worked on production, probably Wildridge liked the doll and took it home with him. Oh, DJ? Yeah. Cause he's uh, the comic guy. I assume he's like, yeah. Oh, a phone bone like doll. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause I'm going to see DJ. We're talking about DJ Will Ridges, this amazing editor of source fed nerd, yes. everybody out there. If you don't know, and he's done a couple of videos on my channel. Uh, I'm going to see him on Friday. I'm going to have to ask him. Yes. Ask him if he stuff. made off with the phone bone doll. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it there because oh. I know if I would have seen it there, I probably would have tried to steal right, it. Right, you would have been like, all right. And then it would have been this great like <laughs> YouTube drama in which Phone Bone will be in the background of everyone's show over the years. Oh, my God. Can we start something like that? Right? Can we, can we like have some piece of something that like goes through every one of our sets? That'd be that amazing. would be amazing. Yeah, like a prop or a replica like of some kind. Stanley? Yeah. Can we create this here? I don't know if I have anything in the background. Yeah. I, uh, I, have, I, mean, a, I have lots of stuff in the background. Let me see. I don't yeah, know. right? Hmm. It's got to be something big, though. Yeah, like, it's got to be noticeable. Right here, I kind of would be like, I could do this little uh, like snow trooper <laughs> from the Empire Strikes Back, but you'll never see him. No, he's too. Yeah, exactly. I have a couple of like little the little Marvel bobbleheads. I got some. I do have a lot of toys. You know what? What about I... a Zoidberg? <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> what about a What about a Zoidberg? Right. Okay, okay, we're going to start this. All right, I, I will happily donate my Zoidberg to this. All right. Um, Sal, you give me your address. Okay. Or I will bring it to you, to you in New York. In October, in two weeks. Yep, <laughs> and, and, and you add this to your set. All right. Zoidberg. And then, and then you pay it forward to somebody else. I will. Yeah, I'll, then, yeah I'll send it to, like, uh, Benny or something. Benny or Rob or somebody or, or, or it's super effective. Whoever. Yeah. Uh, Nerd Sync, whatever. And then oh, with yeah. the idea that eventually it'll come back. It comes back to me. Yeah. I love that idea. <laughs> uh, I think it's cool. Yeah. The, the Zoidberg challenge as well. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Remember the Zoidberg. Remember oh, okay. Zoidberg. That's cool. All right. Yeah. Boom. Right, I like that we started this. The yeah. Zoidberg you've you've seen history in the making. Video. Yeah. 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 Um, so wrapping up, uh, you know, that movie was, the Spawn movie was garbage. I don't think there's ever going to be another one. I don't think so either. Uh, <laughs> you know, if there is, if the, if you want to make a Spawn movie, make it a Sam and Twitch movie with Spawn in the background. Yeah. There is a really good fan film. I saw that. The really, it's like, good. It's good. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even, like, I, you know, I remember watching it and people were like, you got to watch this thing. And I'm like, this is pretty good, but I don't know what the hell's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's. But but they kind of reminded me of the idea that they were talking about where um, you know like what McFarlane wants to do where Spawn's not really the lead. Yeah, he's a he's more like a myth. He's set dressing. Yeah, he he's he's the catalyst for things. Or he mm-hmm. and I'm like, what? Then what the hell is your movie called? Like, cause, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I guess like he, I remember he approximated to it to Jaws. Yes. And I guess that's yeah. cool. But I also would rather just look at I, I the the whole appeal is one is just see him. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's 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 him, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but anyway, uh, we got all over the place. We talked about indie books. We relegated it to mostly image book or yeah to image books. We, I think we it was stayed a, pretty independent, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We we kept it independent. I think it worked, it, it, and mm-hmm. it was all in a natural flow. So I didn't see any complaints from the chat. So I think it would work. Oh my out. god, we gotta say. Oh, wait, uh, um, I don't know how to say your name. Metal Metal Plordon in the chat says. <laughs> Zoidberg will be the Axel Asher Axel oh my God. comic book YouTube channel. <laughs> that is a deep cut, and that's awesome. Yes. Love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Poor Axel. Or Axis. 
Uh, you know, well, a funny thing, I was at DC last week filming something, and uh, sometimes around DC they just have boxes of back issues, that, like old stuff they're like kind of clearing out yeah. uh, thing. Uh, Brendan Thorpe said, this podcast sucked. Well, oh, you suck. Yeah, hey, eat it. I know, he was, Get the he, hell out of here. He's the hipster of the chat who's like, oh, they, <laughs> he said that they, nobody complained, I will complain. Um, well, anyways, so in, in the back issues of DC, uh, I actually was going through them, and uh, they had unlimited access, the access. No way! I, I, I grabbed it because I thought it was so... Yeah! Crazy. Unlimited access is the one where he went back in time, right? Uh, or yes, he went back in time in the Marvel period. It was like the original Avengers fought the current uh, JLA. Yes, okay. That's Abrindle awesome. Thorpe said, just kidding. So just kidding back at you. There man. you go. Yeah, we took yeah. it back. Uh, man, that all-access book. I loved seeing Batman crash through the Sanctum Sanctorum and attacks Doctor Strange is one of the... I was like, this is the whole... This is the, worth the price of admission. Yeah. I, I love Amalgam. I love all that stuff. I, I kind of so wish cool. they would recollect Amalgam, but they're probably never going to do it. I mean, like, you know, we talked about this on our one of our live shows. I was like, I think that in... Less than 20 years, Marvel and DC will finally get back together. Oh, 100%. I think they will do it. And yeah. so when they do, they should just they should just start printing all their old all their old crossovers. Yes. Bring them all back. And like, yeah, I, yeah. You know, I mean, like, what, do you know, like, what the issue is with the split? I assume it's just 50-50, like, whoever gets the publishing costs, but, like... You mean the split of uh, Amalgam and stuff like, like that? Like, who gets, who gets what? Like, when, when Marvel and DC publish, co-publish a book... You know, like, I assume that, like, one of them absorbs the cost of printing and the other one takes, like, the, the, the you know, the retail sales or something like that. They figure out some it kind of... It depends. Um, I, the only thing I can I can comment on that is 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 I know how it works with IDW. Okay. Okay, so they did this this book called um, Star Trek Green Lantern, yeah, right? Published through IDW. Yeah, it was a IDW. great book. <laughs> it, it's an awesome book, and I'm so happy that they're getting a sequel. And, ba and Batman TMNT. Yeah, Batman TNT is getting a sequel which, too. That's fantastic. Which and I will drop right now. That's what's that's, that's today's TMNT. back issues, by the way. Is Batman TMNT? Oh, really? Not yep. that much of a back issue. No, but I well, <laughs> no, nah, but I like to do the newer books every once in a while. I'm like, hey, you know what? This is cool. Mm. Uh, but, but how they do it on that is um, so that book, Green Lantern Star Trek, is officially published by IDW. Okay. And IDW licensed the character of Green Lantern. Oh, okay. So there is, um, so it's basically IDW's book, right? And and they're borrowing the Green Lantern character. So they're, I, I assume they are paying a license fee. Do not right. quote me on this. I don't know. For no, yeah. Okay. And then there is a DC editor. His his name is Jim Chadwick. I know him. He's a very cool dude. Mm -hmm. uh, he was the guy that edited. He's a DC editor, and he edited the Green Lantern Star Trek series. But IDW also has an editor. Mm -hmm. And Jim just makes sure that Green Lantern doesn't do anything that Green Lantern Hal Jordan wouldn't do. Right. Okay. Yeah. But that's basically it, and it's basically a a IDW book. Right. Now, for the Amalgam books, I know for a fact that six of them were exclusively produced by Marvel. Six of them were exclusively produced by DC. So Marvel gets the money for those. DC gets the money for those. And okay. From what I remember of DC versus Marvel, because we sort of did a video of this and we did some research it's on it. It's an amazing video, by the way. Thank you, you check man. it out. Go to Jow and check it out. <laughs> yeah, we did Marvel versus DC, the greatest crossover of the 90s. Uh, and it just came off the top of our heads. We were just talking about that. Yeah. Um, and from what they said on that, it was like issue one and issue four were Marvel. Yes. And then two and three were DC. Yeah. 
And like so. I think Busick got one and David got the other or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was Peter David and Kurt Busick and then yeah. it was Dan Jurgens and Cas- Claudio Castelli Castile- or Castellini yeah. or yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's weird, but that's the whole reason why it's tough to see those. Now, in terms of like crossing over like, you know, Batman Daredevil and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, the reason we haven't seen characters like that, um from what I understand, is there's there was some bad blood from back in the early 2000s. Yes, uh, as I remember it, and this is not uh, getting you in hot water, so it's okay. I think I have to say, uh, Joe Casada said some negative things about DC editorial in an interview with Playboy magazine. Oh, is that specifically what it was? That's what I had heard. Was it was oh, an interview great. with it was in a high profile inter- interview with Playboy magazine, and Joe Casada was really salty about DC because he didn't leave under under good terms with DC and then became no, editor-in-chief of Marvel and took that opportunity to say really, really, like, oddly specific and negative things about DC and specifically editorial. And I think I think Leavitz said he was never, like, that as long as Casada worked there, they'd never cross over. Wow. And I'm well, like, well, now he's not crazy. editor-in-chief? Come on! <laughs> that's crazy. Um, well, all I'll say about that is that, hey, kids, when you're working for professional companies... Yeah, keep your um, mouth shut. <laughs> keep, respect your P's and Q's and be a professional. You never know who your boss is going to be. That's uh, that's ne- always been a thing that we've had. You never know who you're going to wind up with. That's um, right. So that's, that's Casada's fault. That sucks. I would love to see them. You know, there has been... Um, and I had a little bit of a chat uh, with this at Greg Capullo at New York Comic Con last year. Mm. Uh, I Greg Capullo would love to draw a Spawn Batman crossover. <sighs> he almost did. Did you see that the art for that when they did yeah. Spawn Batman Two? Well, he wants to do a new. He he was just like free associating, right? Um, off this, you know. Again, none of this is official or anything like that. No. He he said that he would love to do one. Where it was him drawing and like Todd and like Scott Snyder were co-writing. That would be like the, a dream. I'm in. Make <laughs> I'm, it happen. That's sight unseen. Capullo drawing it, and I don't even yeah. know who writes it. Sight unseen. I'm buying the book. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, 100 percent. I I actually have no doubt that we'll see a Spawn Batman crossover. Yes. In our lifetimes. Oh, again. easily. Oh, yeah. Easily. It won't be written by Miller, but it will happen. No, no. <laughs> oh, you know. Uh, well, I don't know. It might because Mar- uh, Frank Miller is doing uh, Dark Knight uh, three right now. So. Yes. Well, yeah, and possibly four, <laughs> and, and possibly four, possibly five. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, he'll. You know what? He. I'm. Uh, Jesus. I will say, I have. Uh, I have my. You know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna pick up my camera and share this. Okay. I got my Spawn Batman poster in my office here. You do? Oh yeah. my God! This is this is torn from a Wizard magazine. Oh man! Love you know, I, I've saved the Wizard magazine. Oh, you framed it! Look at you! I framed it. I am. I am a huge nerd. Oh, I was I just like, Howard, you know what? I have a Howard Porter JLA like Wizard oh, magazine poster that I've saved. Man, they made some good posters. I found one. They uh, did, dude. And and I'm, uh, I'm I'm I was such a stupid kid for not saving them. No, I I I remember when I ripped open my Death of Superman poly bag and just put the Death of Superman funeral for a friend poster on my door, and it was yep. there a lot longer than it should have been. Oh, and, yeah. un- and it was just torn to shreds from use yep. and pass. Yeah. But, Same for uh, me, the Batman 500, the Asbats. Oh, yeah. I had I actually had a fan of mine, of my videos. He just sent me all four of the Reign of Superman issues. Oh, nice. The ones with and the opening covers where it like, had the yeah, cutouts? Yeah, well, he said that he sent them to me because of the posters. That's because awesome. I mentioned how awesome those old posters were. On if I could see if I could show, if I could turn my, because I actually have an iMac that I'm Okay, using so my, yeah, you had to pick it up um, and everything, yeah. But. 
up here I have a an old comic retailer's poster of Kyle Rayner's first issue. That's really cool. Where it's like first issue in February. That's a great that's a great first first issue cover too. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So yeah, yeah. there you go. Well, I think we've uh, we've we've. If we haven't talked the issue to death, we certainly talked the episode to death. So thank you yes. guys for checking out this episode of Elseworlds Exchange. And of course, before you go, uh, definitely go to the description, click on the link that is right there for Jason Inman's amazing Jowin channel. Check it out. And, uh, you know, like and subscribe. Check out the show. And we'll uh, we'll see you guys next time. Another can episode I, can I shout out change. something really quick before Please we do. go? Please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, pump it out. Uh, so this was just announced yesterday. Um... IDW and DC are co-publishing a Love is Love anthology. Yes. And it is to uh, help support the Orlando Pulse victims from that terrible tragedy that happened. Yep. Um, it is $10. It's 140 pages. It comes out in December, and all the proceeds will go to charity for the victims. Yeah. Uh, there's some amazing big names in it. Patton Oswalt, Damon Lindelof. Uh, I think Brian Michael Bendis was announced as well. James wow. Tynan. Whole bunch of guys. Mark Andreco, the writer of Batwoman, yep. put this together. Uh, and I wanted to say, like, go find it. Go tell your comic shop to order it. Uh, also, because I have a page in it that I co-wrote with no Ashley way. Rock. Nice. So, Congratulations, man. That yeah, rocks. It's really cool uh, um, that my page snuck in with all those group. But it's more important that you buy that book to support the charity. That's right. Uh, yeah, good call. Good shout, man. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that everybody out there knew about it. Totally, totally. Anything ha happening on your channel that you want to uh, pimp out that's, uh, that's ha that you're looking forward to sharing with everybody? Uh, I don't know. Uh, every week we do Jason Talks Geek, uh, which is us just chatting about the news and stuff like that. And uh, we recently did this video called DC vs. Marvel, we sort of mentioned. Mm -hmm. And I think we are going to start... Um, I think we're going to start doing more conversational videos like that because a lot of people really dug it. So... Yeah. I don't know where that's going to go, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I do know that um, I, we also do this other series called um, uh, Stories You Should Read, and coming up next week is Luke Cage followed by Supergirl. Oh, sweet. So there you go. Nice. I'm looking forward but to thank you for the shout out. Oh, of course. And I, and I, and I love coming on Elseworlds Exchange, so I'm hoping I can, I can pop in once a month. Yeah, me too, man. I didn't want to say All anything right. officially, but yes. Uh... Yes, hopefully we'll see you next month. It's the goal. <laughs> Schedule holds. Yeah, right? And uh, in two weeks, we'll be at New York Comic Con. So definitely, mm -hmm. if you are going, come by, say hi. We'll see you there. And hopefully, uh, if schedules permit, you'll see uh, you'll see more of Jason on this channel on a more mm -hmm. official capacity as well. So Thank we'll you, man. Thanks, thanks for having me, by oh. the way. I, I, it's, it's an honor and okay. a privilege. It's, uh, it's so great to have you, man. Uh, so anyway, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot for watching. And, uh, well, oh, this episode will also be released officially on Friday. So if you're live here hope you enjoyed it and uh zoidberg is is going to sal and keep an eye out for zoidberg <laughs> see you later